Hey guys, it's Ron Worley again with Sons of Ditches. Uh, in this episode, I just wanted to talk about uh, what a balanced scorecard is. Uh, it's something that I always try to implement in every business I'm doing. And anytime somebody asks me for help, that's something I want to see. I want to see what their business is doing. Now, if you don't know what a balanced scorecard is or how we get there um, or, or how I got there to use a balanced scorecard, uh, you may Google it, but I'll give you the gist. Um, basically, uh, when we opened our Max Muscle stores, my good friend, Colin, and mentor, uh, Colin Armbruster, implemented a balanced scorecard for our businesses. Basically, I could see every last little thing that was going on in our business uh, and be able to measure each individual um, detail that I wanted to measure. And I'll, I'll just pull this up uh, and let you guys see what I'm talking about, uh, if I know how to use this correctly. Let's see, this one. This is what we use for Max Muscle. Uh, when we started that. This is what Colin uh, originally gave us, and then we kind of made some changes to it. So you can see it's basically a graph uh, that you you put in numbers. And I built one of these for each business that I run, and I'm getting ready to help out some good friends of mine over at Kill Switch Automotive in LaSalle, Colorado. Shameless plug for them. Uh, they do all kinds of, they're, they're a uh, automotive shop and they just basically do everything. But every time I go to talk to them, they have numbers, but they don't know where their numbers come from. Uh, so we're gonna sit down and go through some of these things and break it down. You can see very simply, and by the way, if you guys want one of these, uh, you can. I got a template here. Uh, basically what I do for each business is I go through this template and I change up the names and I reconfigure you know, how we get to the numbers on the, on the left side. And I'm gonna bring up some other uh, examples here soon um, anyways so you can see like I put in uh, last year's revenue so I want to know what we did each month prior so everything's broke down per month um, and I just want to see what we did last year during that month it gives your your employees a good goal to reach and it also gives you something to talk about when you're having your meetings uh, with your employees highly important to bring these up so you know, I, I always uh, try to make the this year's goal, if you see the second line there, uh, it's a percentage higher. I think this one is like roughly 20%. That's, that's pretty high. Um, probably it's more like 15. Let's see. It says, yeah, it doesn't. But anyways, uh, you know, we want to try and reach that goal. And so, and then I put in the actual revenue. What did my stores actually do? And if I reach the goal, which I never did reach the goal. Well, we did, we hit one here. Um, generally, I like to have those change colors so that I can see them. But this is something that I have my managers fill out. These lines, they're not allowed to touch, but then everything below, my managers would fill this out so that every time, every month, I could pull it up and see where we're at. So I could see the growth from last year. We were negative 2%, we were 2% higher here, 5% higher here, and we're actually, hit my goals. Let's see, this year's goal, we went, we were over. So that's that's pretty cool. We were 14,000 over, so we, we grew 27%, 36% in July. 
which is huge because July was a horrible month always historically. So, um, but anyways, you can track your growth that way. Um, I always like to know how much money I'm making. So I always put in the margin. And then of course, uh, I like to break down how many were uh, branded sales. So max muscle sales or third party sales, other products that we carried that were not ours specifically um, that we would sell. And you can see we are much higher in sales of max muscle products. So we're doing our job. And, and for me, I used to take that number and divide that number into that number. So divide the, the max muscle sales into the third party vendor sales and just see what that was about, um, see what the percentage was there. I always tried to keep my percentage down below 15% of other people's sales. The reason being, and maybe this isn't important to balance scorecard, but anything under 15%, what I was trying to do was not compete with uh, my competition. And if everybody has a product, then the only thing that sells the product, <coughs> excuse me, is the price. And we were trying to stay away from price competing. So we didn't compete with GNC. That was not uh, our goal. Our goal was to carry things that they did not. And uh, we achieved our goal. We, we were kept 85% or sold 85% of our products uh, were, were branded products, something you would never find in another store. Therefore, I could charge whatever I wanted to and they couldn't price shop me. Um, and also that really helps keep a customer when they can only get it with you. They may come in and buy that product 80 times, but they're, they're not going to be able to find it anywhere else. So they're going to come in and that gives you 80 chances to sell them something else on top of that. Um, total customers. We, we like to track our customers. Now I do this for every single company that we own. I want to know how many customers come through the door. Uh, and we also track unique customers. Um, that was important to us to know how many that, so basically how many unique and then how many were new. Um, so each time every month we had 617, looks like we were in pretty high every month there. Um, but the new customers directly correlated to the amount of marketing we were doing. So this new customer line would go up every time our marketing went up, uh, which is down here below. We kept track of all of our marketing. Um, community outreach, we called it. Uh, so you can see when we had, you know, we'd have 10, two, 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 one. I, I tried to make our, our companies, each store, um, do at least six events a month, sampling events a month where we were giving out products. Um, we had 1,800 magazines that we gave out roughly every month This for this store. This is just one store out of the four that we owned. Um, and again, we tracked even the magazine points that we were handing out. Um, places we sampled to, you can see four, nine, 14, man, we did good sometimes. But that directly correlates to the amount of people that are coming through the door. So returning customers, now that's important um, to try and keep your customers. Um, the goal was to get them to come in at least four times because once they come in four times, they were a customer for life. And so we did everything we could to keep a returning customer. Now this store did pretty good. You can see we would have 705 customers, 165 new ones. Um, you do that math, what is that? Roughly seven new customers a day, six new customers, uh, all right, five new customers a day. That's, that's pretty good still. Um, and then we like to track our average sales. So out of the unique customers, uh, how much, 
did we sell to each one of them? Um, our, we tried to stay around 90, and you can see we did pretty damn good um, doing that. And then we had average unit retail. So I knew exactly how much each product was selling for us and how many transactions, um, how many unit transactions we would have. Now I have goals on the left side there. You can see that, uh, and, and that's on purpose. That's what we're always trying to achieve. Um, we really never really achieved the $40 per, um, but our average sale was high. And that, that, that tells me a lot. If I just look at that right there, it tells me that my guys are getting multiple products into each customer's hands. That's multiple products that they need to come back for because again, they're most likely gonna be buying my product, not somebody else's uh, or a third party product that I can't compete with. Um, and so we would try and get as many products into a customer's hands as we could. Excuse me. So uh, on average, 3.25 units per transaction. That's really high. That, that's basically saying when they come in for a product, I'm getting them two more on top of that. Um, so we, and we like that number. 2.5 is, is the goal and we were hitting way above that at almost every month. Um, so that's pretty good. Discounts, I like to see how much discounts I'm, I'm given now. Keep in mind that our discounts, those are pretty low really, um, but we were the highest in the state in discounts. Those directly were correlated to how many products we were getting into people's hands. Again, our, our deal was how many customers, volume, volume, volume. I want customers coming through the door. So if I can discount a product or two or, or an entire sale, but they're buying more products when they do that, I'm actually evening out and I'm getting them, uh, them a reason to come back. Um, number of transactions, of course, this is important. So out of the unique customers, how many came back? Um, that 1.25, uh, we'd like to hit 1.5. So we'd like them to run out of a product or need another product uh, within you know, that same month. And so we would do things to get them to, back, to come back in in the same month and amp that number up. For instance, if they bought one product or two products or three products, we would put a second, third, or fourth product in their hands as a sample for them to go home and try. Then we would give them a discount card to come back and buy that product. They'd get that product extra cheap. They'd be back in a week or two, maybe a few days, and it upped our uh, transaction per customer number. Uh, again, it just keeps them coming back. I need to get to that four, maybe five times of them coming in the store. And if I can get them to come in twice a month, I'm, there's more of a chance that they're gonna come back during my slow, slow season. Um, sorry if I'm talking too fast, there's a lot to go through there. Um, we used to do wellness challenges. Uh, I took that out to keep track of them, but. Um, that was a great way to bring in customers. Um, again, I've been through the community outreach. Just track whatever you're doing. You want to track what it is you're doing out in the community. This is important, especially if you have a marketing manager. There's no way to track them out in the community without an ROI. So I need to know, I give my managers that exact, uh, this exact bar, and I have a separate piece of paper that they keep track of this on, um, and they turn that in weekly. This way I know where they've been, who they've talked to, um, how many samplings we've done, where we've been at with our magazines and our marketing, our branding, all that good stuff. It's highly important to track that because they're out there and there's no accountability if you don't. Um, and then th again, this directly correlates to the amount of customers you have coming through your door. Um, nutrition plans, those are important for us because they were 100% profit. 
So that actually helped us with our margin. The more of those that we did, the higher our margin would be, okay? I've seen stores in this company be as low as 30%. And actually, if you go to like um, another big box brand, uh, they're running 25% at the most because they're, they're competing on price. Um, you can see I don't have to sell as many products or have as many customers when I have a 56% margin. Uh, so that, and that's important to us. So we would sell, uh, we would try and sell a nutrition plan to as many people as we could do. And by, by, to get that to happen, you can see we did free nutrition consultations. So we'd set them down, we'd go through a meal plan with them, what it looks like, what their stats were, um, you know, body fat, uh, BMR, all that good stuff that goes with a diet plan, if you will. Uh, we didn't call them diet plans because this was the way of life. Um, and then, you know, it took us 117 to get 30. Uh, so our nutritionist was pumped up doing these meal plans, um, trying to get just 30 a month. That's one a day. Uh, but, you know, those are 100% margins. So that, that $5,638 is 100% coming back to the store. Now, of course, you got to pay your employee out of that. Uh, but roughly, they, they were able to put in more products into their meal plans. So it really helped us out. That $5,600 most likely would go right back to the, aid, the employee just because of uh, payroll and commissions and things. We would be upside down, you know, a couple grand here probably uh, on those months. But gosh, like this month here, we probably did okay. We broke even with them. In the meantime, they're throwing products down into their meal plans and we're selling more products up top because they're putting two and three and four and five products within their meal plans. <clears throat> you guys are getting the behind the scenes look at what uh, our nutrition stores used to do. And I almost feel guilty because um, there's a game to it. And we tried hard not to take advantage of our customers in a, in a manner that would be uh, unethical because everything we, you know, it boils down to if you're going to manipulate somebody for the good, is it really bad? And uh, in my opinion, no. You know, if I'm making somebody skinnier and it takes them three products to get there, great. They're doing good. They're happy. I'm happy. Uh, and just because we have goals doesn't mean it's it's manipulative necessarily. Um, and, and we also kept up with our customer follow-up. So we always called our customers after they came in. Uh, we'd do a weekly call, weekly emails, and just follow up. Uh, and make sure that we were doing everything right. Make sure they were happy. If they weren't happy, we got them back in the store and we make, make sure to make them happy. Again, they come in four or five times, they're coming back for life. So gosh, that's another, even with a complaint, you can get them back in the store for another uh, chance at, at them. Um, yeah, so that's that one. Let me pull up this other one. New share. I'm still figuring this out, so bear with me. So this one here is what I used for our brokerage when we opened that. Um, I clearly just wanted to keep track of how we were doing. And a lot of these numbers are arbitrary because I, I put them in uh, prior to us opening and I didn't really keep track after, we, after July uh, because we had other systems we were using that kept track for us automatically. Um, but this was something I built uh, to keep track of it in a way that I could understand it without trying to figure out their systems or the systems that, uh, that I did not make. Uh, but eventually, 
you know, you move into a new system and whatnot. Um, so you can see here, I kept track of agents, new agents hired, um, transactions they did. I wanted to know how many transactions per agent because uh, on average in the United States, every agent does one. So of course I want my agents to do at least one deal a month. Um, we never hit it, you know, those few months, I guess we did here, but again, that's an arbitrary number. Um, and then, uh, so I broke it down onto what they were doing. So the, ag the agent, agent matrix, basically what they did. And then of course I put in there how much money we would make off of each agent too. That's the transaction income. Um, I kept track of how much they made, how much we made, uh, and then I would keep track of office rentals so that I knew, you know, if we were getting low on renting a desk space, hey, we need to start offering some more desk space to people. Maybe give them a discount for a few months to get them started um, because the desk space was basically that's how we knew we were paying our rent. Um, so we'd do that. And then, uh, again, I put marketing in on everything I do. I want to know how much money I've spent. Marketing, you can clearly see we didn't do a lot of dollar spending on marketing uh, these months. Uh, we were basically doing uh, social media posts for our marketing, and that's free, of course, because uh, Aaron was so good at uh, guerrilla marketing uh, or organic marketing on social media. Uh, so that that's important. And what we, you know, it's interesting because we took a lot of what we did at the stores and were successful with and tried to implement them into the brokerage. And the only way I could understand if that was true or not uh, was to keep track of it. And so events in the community, um, you know, we do one or two a month and we would call that good. Uh, but at those one or two events, we not only were getting our brokerage out there, but the agents that would work those brokerages or those events uh, were able to land deals off of them. I think we had, I think Aaron and, and Duff got I don't know, three or five deals out of the first one we did. And, you know, that's just phenomenal. And it's something that all the other brokerages weren't doing. Um, it was different. It was out of the box because it was made for a different type of business, but it worked here as well. Um, the the fun thing right here was I always tried to figure out our, if we were keeping up with the uh, local average home sale price, which was 309 in Greeley, Colorado. Um, and, you know, we just wanted to see how close we'd get to that. So, and as long as our agents were making money, we were happy because then we were making money. Um, yeah, so there you go. We put it all in there. You guys can take a look at this. Now, I want you to email me, ron at ronworley.com. If you want to take a look at these templates, um, you, you know, you're more than welcome to use them, change the names on them, um, use them to your benefit. Also, I can come and coach you on how to do it or get on a Zoom call and help you do this um, anytime you see fit. If I get too busy, I'm gonna have to start charging for it right now. I don't mind jumping on for you know an hour and helping people out. Um, again, ron at ronworley.com. Hit me up and we'll go through your matrix. All right, guys, that was it. A short one for today. Now, let me, real quick, let me tell you how successful these things are for, for us. We, um, quite literally use them for everything. In my bail bonds company, uh, it was important for me to see how I was growing uh, yearly uh, and how I compared to other agents. Now, I basically write the same amount of bonds in a month in my one town here that all the other agents combined write in this town. So I've got about 50% of the market. And at one point I wanted to grow that market. 
space. I could use this matrix um, to decide if it was worth the money to grow. Uh, I quickly found out that it wasn't, that return customers is everything, and so I just treated my people really good. Um, and I stopped using the matrix to keep track of it again because, you know, waste of space. But anyways, this is a highly useful tool. I suggest you use it. All right, guys, thank you so much. You have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon.